Spirits parent on the basement's the hunt And the painters just draw pictures of the things that they want I cook my dinner on the blacktop street I come from the nation Why, but I haven't said hi to them yet Yeah, three hours of sleep Outside the train station there's a bold painted sign it says, try to be patient, don't forget to choose sides. We got the eldest explosions you ever heard. We got $2 soldiers in $10 words. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Welcome to the morning show. It's Joe Pug playing. Sorry for the late start. I lost sleep last night. Kind of a crazy night altogether. It was a crazy night already, and then you throw the Joe Kelly video that I did at 1 a.m. on top of it. Sleep, a little five-hour water combo to get my day going. A little Joe Pug singing about the nation. Joe Pug's got a podcast that I liked for a really long time. If you're into music and hearing about artists write songs and stuff like that. So it's called like the songwriter, working songwriter. Morning, everyone. Welcome to the morning show. If this is your first time tuning in uh, and you think it's a sports show, I apologize. But you'll be excited about uh, what Jake's doing on the main channel soon uh, for Waking Jake. This, we do some baseball talk. We also do some American geography. Boring. We do American history. So boring. And check this out at the end. We talk about books and mostly poems. And that's not a joke. So welcome to the morning show. I appreciate you. Hanging in. Uh, morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning to Steve B. Good morning to Norm Shaver. Good morning to Kyle. Good morning to Sarge. Good morning to Scott. Good morning to Steve. Good morning to Jill, Olivia. We got some people in Periscope. Every every part of the internet worked today. Uh, Tim Melville. You're in Taiwan, Tim? Hell yeah. Uh, morning to Zach, Nugs. Got people on Facebook too. Everything worked today, which is crazy. Chris Condor and and Wildwood, Brian Michael Paul and Anglesey. Cool. Not Mr. Moon. How you doing? Oh, it reminds me, not Mr. Moon. I should change my hat to the nice, the nice new one. I don't want to ruin it, so I'm just wearing it for shows and then putting on the old one for the other ones. Woo! How's everyone doing? Uh, today on John Boy Media, we got Talking Giants. If you're a Giants fan, football, the New York football Giants, they're running through uh, player profiles and projections, getting excited for the season. JJR coming up at 10 o'clock today. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. Sports, weird news, some banter. Uh, I saw some. Uh, I saw a couple do some lewd stuff in a car last night sitting outside of the vet. So I'll probably tell Jake about that. Talking baseball, we did our episode with Trev. We talked all about Fulty getting DFA'd. We talked all about the Marlins situation, and we talked all about extra innings and the new rule and if we like it and all that. And Talking Yanks is Sharp Stats with Katie Sharp, the queen of stats. If you want to get educated and get smart, go hang out in Sharp Stats. It's basically baseball math class. No, that's a 
that's a boring way to put it. It's awesome. Like it's really good insight. Katie does a fantastic job taking what you're seeing and letting you know why you're seeing it. So there you go. All right, moving on. Joe Pug today. I like him. He was singing. The town of Brazil, Indiana. It's 88 degrees and partly cloudy. And I do think we'll probably have some people tuning in for the first time. And I was not joking. Every day we just take <clears throat> take a tour of a town. Uh, the people, the YouTube chat has called themselves the Morning Taurus, mostly because I wear this hat that not Mr. Moon sent me. But also, hey, it works because we do go through a town every day. I like I like hearing about small towns in America and what they offer and what their natural resource is and what they're all about. And today we're talking about Brazil, Indiana, which has <clears throat> a pretty basic town shape. Sometimes we've seen shapes of towns that are f- weird as hell. Um, where in Indiana is it? It's west of Indianapolis. There's a town in Indiana called Kokomo. I did not know that. That's pretty funny. Pretty close to the border. It was named after, and you guys will never fucking believe this, it was named after the country Brazil. In the 1840s, the owners of the farm, which would later originate the city of Brazil, decided to name their farm after the country of Brazil because that country was often subject of the news at the time. What was Brazil doing in the 1840s? They were in the news in Indiana all the time. Brazil, 1840s. 18... Uh, the Second Empire, 1840 to 1889. What were they doing? Pedro II of Brazil, he was in charge. Events, okay. Wikipedia has two events. Last remaining group of rebels and the ragamuffin war. So I guess they were making news in uh, Indiana at the time. They were like, let's name our pl- our town after that country. That's always in the news. Probably had a fun ring to it. <clears throat> um, oh, then I read this. The country of Brazil was so honored. They're like, hey, you named your town after us that they sent them a replica of a statue. And I've never seen this statue before. So we're going to check it out together and see if we think it's good or lame. Um, is that even a statue? Just looks like a design on a wall. What constitutes a statue and what doesn't? This just looks like a, de- a design on a wall. So I'm, I'm going lame. Here's some perspective. Okay, so this built a wall and put some decor on it. Not... Cool, officially, unless there's some real important meaning to it and you're very offended that I'm saying it's not cool, then I apologize, but that's pretty boring. What's There's a place in, in this town called Harm Run. The hell is Harm Run? Can you guys, I don't even know what you're seeing on your screen. Harm Run. Harm Run. Harm run. What does that mean? What does it mean when something's in blue on the map? Is it a place? Is it just the name of these people's house? Harm run? There's just a random, like they're all street names. We got East Darley Street, Railroad Street, South Lambert Street, and then right in the middle, there's just harm run. The fuck's that mean? Is it a dog park? Why would they name a dog park Harm? 
Is it a trail? Railroad Street. I think it's just these people's lawn. All right. Well, we found out that. How'd they get that on the map so big? It's just some people's backyard and they call it Harm Run. Seems like a sketchy place. I don't understand how it got a spot on the map. Looks like it's just a tree in someone's backyard. <clears throat> anyway, that's Harm Run in the town of uh, Brazil, Indiana. And in 2010, check this out, Brazil gained national attention because they sponsored their fire hydrants. Brazil, Indiana, fire hydrant, Buffalo Wild Wings sponsored their fire. No, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken. They sponsored the fire hydrants. That's bizarre, huh? Are you allowed to do that? KFC moves from potholes to fire hydrants. Don't run on this page. Okay. Um, show me a picture. You. How crazy is it that people don't include pictures and in things? Like, obviously, if you're sponsoring a fire hydrant, we want to see the picture. Okay. What? This is real? They, <laughs> they did their, <laughs> they did their fiery chicken bucket. They sponsored the fire hydrant. Their their fiery chicken bucket sponsored the fire hydrants in town. New fiery wings, and all the fire hydrants in Brazil got sponsored. And like, there's pictures of like the KFC dude there. First, they sponsored potholes. That's interesting. How much do you think they paid for that? Do you think the firemen hated it or loved it? They're like, finally, they've made these things attractive. They've been so boring for so long. Insider insider tip on the the uh, uh, on Harlem. Every fire hydrant is currently uh, a Harlem water park right now. In the Bronx, too. There's one right by the office just... Just nonstop. It's kind of crazy to think there's that much water with that much pressure that it can just go for weeks on end. Um, sponsored a fire hydrant, harm run. What's going on here? The other thing is that Orville Redenbacher is from Brazil, Indiana. <clears throat> so that's interesting. Dude, I was reading about Orville Redenbacher. Is that how you say his name? That's the rabbit hole I went down today. <clears throat> they say he spent like, they say he spent so much time coming up with the perfect strain of popcorn. That's crazy. <clears throat> I don't really get. I didn't really get it, so I didn't want to share it. But yeah, that's just all I read. Like, how many strains did he? get? They said like hundreds of strains of popcorn he tried to, until he found the right one. And then the other thing I found about about uh, this town. Shout out to anyone from Brazil, Indiana. Let me know what's going on over there. You guys, what are you going to sponsor next? Sponsor the actual fire truck. There's a, this footage of this town. It's got to be in the late 1940s after the war, but before 1948. Someone in the comments figured it out. Just classic old American footage, which is something I love. But uh, every industry basically isn't the same. Like, like, look at this. This is like the local dairy bottling milk. Like, that's not a thing anymore. I don't think local places have that. 
uh, Sherfy and Kid. I don't know what that store is. Looks like furniture. Yeah, furniture store. Look at all these little kids. Let's see. If this is 1946 and these kids are eight years old, means math intensifies 70-something or 80-something. That's math. Old footage like this is crazy to me. It looks this is like it looks like a sitcom, but it was all planned and stock like you know. Look at this guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> what a power post up! All right, so this dude owns an appliance store or something, and he's just gonna casually walk towards the stack of tires and then just post up, be like, "Yeah, these are my tires. What of it? Marathon tire. Hey, how about that? They've been around forever." So anyway. We did it. We went down a bunch of rabbit holes, and, and that's uh, the town of Brazil. It's 88 degrees and partly cloudy today. And that's all I have to say about that. Random, ba- random baseball player of the day is Rowley Eastwick. Rowley Eastwick. Rowley is named after his dad, right? Okay, you guys getting it? Their name is Rollins. He's named after his dad, but... He's like the third or fourth son. So he joked that they just ran out of names and said, name me after my dad. And the dad was like, well, let's just give him my name. His family has two sets of twins. Always weird. Not in a bad way. Twins are weird in an interesting way. You feel bad when you say it, but if twins are weird, so just get over it. Anyway, he's got a older set of brothers that are twins and then a sister, and then he's got a twin brother. And he was the cockiest reliever in all of baseball, they say. He's actually really good. He led the league in saves two years in a row uh, in his, when he was young. In his early days, when he was 24 and 26, he led the league in saves in 1975 and 1976. He's got a bunch of awesome quotes. Um, say in 1975, him and Will McEnany? People get upset that I don't say it right. Uh, Kitty Corpse was their nickname and because uh, Sparky Anderson was their manager, and he was known as Captain Hook because he got a quick hook. There's some good quotes about, about Eastwick, Rowley. He said, uh, he, maintained, he maintained that he had never been nervous or frightened by anything in his life. I think the biggest thing that he's scared of is is people finding out he's been scared before. He maintained that he had never been nervous or frightened by anything in his life. Red second baseman Joe Morgan once ran to the mound during a tense moment in a game and told Rowley, if you get up tight, take a step off and take a few breaths. Eastwick, Eastwick later said, what is he talking about? I don't even get it. Up tight? About what? There's a bunch of other quotes. He said his uh, regimen for staying healthy and keeping his arm fresh was doing nothing. And no one was allowed to touch his arm ever. And he didn't touch his arm, and he didn't do anything. He pitched a lot. As an 18-year-old in rookie league, he challenged a teammate from South Chicago with reputed mafia connections to a fight in the woods. Badass. Uh, Only Eastwick walked out. What a way to write that line. I'm sure the other kid walked out at some point. He didn't get killed, unless you're telling us that Raul Eastwick murdered a guy in the woods, a mafia guy. Maybe he crawled out. Okay, correction, he could have crawled out. I stand corrected. 
His cockiness was not surprisingly carried over to the pitcher's mound. Anderson described him as possessing a, here it is, now try and hit it fastball. He's from Camden, New Jersey, so I might, might go into it. Regarding his recall with Indianapolis, Eastwick said, the bullpen needed a shot in the arm. I think I did it. So, dude was cocky, confident. After he run, after he his rookie season, he, he came third in rookie of the year. And I think he said after the season, I want to win the Fireman Bullpen of the Year award. And he did. So that's cool. Um, but check this out. He was a self-assured fireball and relief pitcher on the mound. But off the mound, he enjoyed reading, talking about current events, and was a painter and a sculptor. How about that, Rowley? He collected art and uniques and antiques. Not uniques because no one – well, you, col- you collect unique things. So maybe, you know, we're all unique collectors to our own right. Uh, painter since he was a boy, a big leaguer. He continued to work with pastels and watercolors. Let's see if we can find some Rowley paintings. Rowley, Eastwick, paintings. No. None come up, which is a bummer. Just a bunch of pictures of him. He signed a big deal to go to the Yankees, even though they had... They signed Goose Gossage, and they had um, Sparky Lyle. He signed a big deal with the Yankees. Steinbrenner loved him, which they say made Billy Martin dislike him, and he was pretty bad with the Yankees and got traded away. And then he was never really the same again. But he did win the Fireman of the Year award, as you can see here. And after the season prior, he said, next year I want to win the Fireman of the Year award. And he won it. So we're all happy for him. Wonder if there's any video. Uh, Rowley Eastwick. Whoa! It auto populates to Rowley Eastwick wife. Wonder what that's about. Pretty creepy. Whenever it does that, does that for Trevor Plouffe too. Uh, okay. Top video is uh, ours, and then a six-minute video with Rowley. Why does it go to wife? Okay. That's weird. Trevor Plouffe. Roblox. No, Trevor Plays. <laughs> I guess it doesn't do that here. Pretty sure. Whatever. It's weird. Uh, pretty sure it does that for Trev, too. So that's Rowley. Let's see. Where's his uh, Rowley Eastwick baseball? Da 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 da. I had to look. Oh, okay, great. This is a great update from Periscope. Uh, Indiana Pete, number one, talking about Indiana, so he's probably very interested. He checked, and Harm Run is a stream. Okay, it's a huge update because, you know, everyone was a little off kilter. What's that? How'd they get their backyard on the map? Still seems a little big for a stream. Rowley pitched in the postseason. Good amount of times, actually. 1995, he had some outings in the postseason uh, all the way through the World Series. Um, but they lost. And then the NLCS in 76 and the NLCS in 78 after the Yankees traded him to the Phillies. He... Uh, well, in the... He blew the save of... 
No, 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 no. He won in 75, and they said he was about to get MVP of the World Series, but he blew the save in Game 6, and and then they had to win it in Game 7, so he didn't get MVP. That's what I read. Bam. How about that? Memory? Oh, I look tired. Oh, I'm so tired. Uh, I think that's all I got on him. And that's all I have to say about that. Jill's talking about spicy tomato juice, so... That caught my eye. I don't know what we're saying about that. I'd just like to say I called harm run as probably a creek basically instantly. So kudos to me. Okay. Rob in the YouTube chat gets a lot of credit for knowing that harm run was a creek right away. And if anyone tries to steal that from him, we'll all come at you. Rob needed the win today. So just let him have it. Josh, don't forget the intro. Osborne says, books, 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 books. Yeah, and I'm running late, and Jake's all set up. But I have the I have the, the Bukowski book here with me, too. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll just – it's a good it's a good poem. You should read it. It's a good one. It's very famous. A lot of people have tattoos. I've read a, a lot of people, you know, read – I there's a lot of – I've read on forums and stuff because I'm a loser like that. You know, a lot of people read this and then women read it. you got to peek into the male psyche a little bit because it's all about how Bukowski's saying he acts rough and tough and like a beer-drinking, whiskey-drinking manly man and smokes cigarettes on the outside. And then the, the it, he keeps coming back to, but there's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too clever. I only let him out at night sometimes. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I stay, stay in there. I'm not going to let anyone see. So it's kind of about this false sense of manliness our society has put on men to not have feelings and to think that like having feelings is terrible or soft or makes you lesser than a man. And Bukowski's like, you know, like I got I got I got feelings deep inside. I cry at night, but I'm never going to let those out. I'm not a chump. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke. And the horrors and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know that he's in there. It's about hiding the the sensitive and and caring side of the male because he thinks that, you know, you can't do that in public, which is so dumb, that's how our society exists. But it is. There's a lot of guys out there that think it's... There's a lot of kids, high school kids, and, and young young males that think it's, like, soft to care about things, which is ridiculous. And that's that. All right, I know I started late, but I went to sleep at, like, 2.45. I got up at 7, and then we were late to leave. Late for everything. But that breakdown was worth it last night, huh? Definitely worth staying up to do that. I think we woke up and it's at 800,000 views. Which is something that DraftKings will be pretty happy about. So that's cool. Maybe they uh, re-up. Bam. Uncle Toth in Periscope says, Big time crier, okay to feel feelings. Oh yeah, a good cry? You need it every now and then. You need it. Uh, Josh, don't forget the intro. Osborne says, Jimmy, what's your favorite beer? I don't really drink beer that much. I think on the main channel, you can go back and watch. Like I did a, when I just did stuff, 
uh, without any audience, but I just always made videos and posted. I did like a whole IPA tournament. I drank, I think, 80 different IPAs and did like then, then, then there was like, you know, there was like, uh, was like 16 groups of five IPAs and I ranked them all. And then each group, one IPA advanced. And then they went into a March Madness elimination blind taste test where I take a sip of one, take a sip of the other. And, um, Union Jack IPA won. And as soon as I finished that IPA thing, uh, I, I stopped drinking beer. And I didn't drink beer for a full year after that. And in the first two months of not drinking IPAs anymore, I lost 30 pounds. And I didn't change anything else about me. It's also the heaviest I've been fucking drinking two IPAs every single night after work. <sighs> But I do like IPAs. Now, Now, because I don't like being full, I really like those uh, light IPAs, like that uh, Rec League, whatever that is. So I like the flavor, but I don't want to be full. But I really don't drink beer at all. I, I don't. Hangovers uh, kill me. So like if you were to ask me to come out and go drinking, I'd be like, oh, that sounds like a, a wasted morning slash afternoon. So I don't really drink anymore. I just do gummies. Cool. All right, guys. I got to get going. Jake's waiting. I see the chat over there, and I'm pushing him back too far already. I'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully, I'm on time, and we can do a little Q&A and have a little more of a casual talk. That ends it for today. We got JJR coming up today. We got talking baseball pregame show, talking Yanks pregame show, and then the Yankees game tonight. So, it's going to be a big night. It's going to be fun. Love you guys. See ya. Come from the name.